On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about Matt Coleman for five straight hours. He hit a shot to beat North Carolina, and we were in the building, and it was very uh, cool. <laughs> let me just say this, Mark Titus. I uh, I was sitting across the arena from you. In the first half, we sat right next to each other. In North yeah. Carolina, they were nowhere to be found. I'm pretty sure they had at least 20 turnovers in the first half. Don't fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that happened. In the second half, I said, you know what? I'm going to try to switch things up. I'm superstitious. I want to change the mojo. And all things are pointing in the right direction. In fact, so much so a North Carolina fan sitting next to me. We're the only two fans in the building. He said to me, if we go to overtime, this is our game. I said, yes, sir. You already know that. And then I saw Matt Coleman dribble that ball out. I knew it was going to happen. Congratulations. To uh, Smart. We're going to talk. Tate and I are still in Asheville. This is our yes. last. Uh, we're, on we're the road pod. Yeah, yeah, this is our last on the road pod. We're actually we're actually recording this in separate hotel rooms. Uh, <laughs> we're right for, next to each other, but in different rooms. One, it's like, you know, we don't want to for coronavirus reasons, too. We've just got so comfortable doing Zoom. It's it's kind of funny. But uh, if 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 for some reason, like we pause or if you, you don't hear Tate for a while, I'm going to have to turn around my shoulder and make sure you're not like bursting out my door to smack me for. Well, we've been yeah. on Carolina too much, but uh, it's all right. It'll be fun. We're, we're going to break down all things Maui we, we, we were here we were the basically the only two people in the building uh only two media people for the entire Maui Invitational we have a lot of stories a lot of impressions a lot of overreactions and we're going to break all that down obviously there's a lot of other great games around the country in college basketball so the Champions our Classic our favorite event outside of Maui Jimmy is also V Classic yeah, as well Jimmy V Classic uh, yes two great games there um some stories we got to hit did on you there, watch so. the speech I, I watched a speech last night in my yeah. room late at night I was Always. like Jimmy V's back on yeah it, you and I are the only people I think that when we see the Jimmy V speech, we just lock in and we say, I'm going to let this yeah, you, you, everyone And Rutgers basketball. And <laughs> It always hits. It's always great. Yeah. There's a ton to get to today, Tate. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, Tate, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, Texas beats North Carolina at the buzzer to win the Maui Invitational. Um, we, we've, we've talked about it leading into the Maui Invitational. Every time North Carolina comes to Maui, it seems like the Tar Heels won. I think Roy Williams has only brought North Carolina here one time, not won it. And the one time he didn't win Maui Invitational as North Carolina's head coach, Carolina lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Every other time he did win the Maui Invitational, Carolina went on to win the national championship. So there's a lot riding on this game. It all Thank came you. down to Thank one Thank you, shot. Titus. Good to talk the to you. Good to 69. see you. I mean, we've been together all week. We get on Zoom. We're one room Dude. apart. And immediately you open up like this. Dude, Who listen. Thought? It's uh, been such a great week. What What is going on? What is happening? No, that was that was Mark you were hanging out with. This is Titus. When the cameras come on, Titus comes out. And, uh, and yeah, man, no. He, no, listen, Tate, you know this. It's not about, like, I don't love that North Carolina lost. I love the content. I love that yeah. your brand has become Race to 69. You do not yeah. stop talking about it. Anytime. Yep. a team wins the race of 69 you tweet it's, it out this is this is college poetic. basketball we know yeah. what it is yeah <laughs> and then at, at the end of the day the fact that you know we came to the maui invitational in nashville and all we could mm -hmm. want was for our brands to live up and to succeed and you and yeah. i we always talk about content over feelings content over you know your own personal convictions and uh, at the end of the day, I say those things, but they're all nominal. You know, it's not what I yeah. actually feel in the moment. And North Carolina, the game, you know, was 65-67. Leaky Black goes to the free throw line. You know how much I love Leaky Black. You, yep. you know, I have a kindred spirit for this young man. I know a lot of North Carolina fans don't like him, but his defense – 
it means so much to me. And I think he had a great game. But anyways, he goes to the free throw line, knocks down both free throws. There was one North Carolina fan, low North Carolina fan in the building. He's sitting next to me, six feet apart, social distance. He turns around. He said, young man, I'm feeling good. If we go to overtime, <laughs> this is our game. And I said, yes, sir. All we got to do, one more stop. One more stop, and that's all I'm thinking. 67-67, you know, one more yeah. possession for the Texas Longhorns. Texas is own North Carolina. Shaka Smart and Texas, I think, are 9-3 and three overall, uh, you know, mm -hmm. against North Carolina now. And Matt Coleman wanted to play at North Carolina. All of a sudden, Greg Brown wanted to play at North Carolina. Kai, Kai Jones, he was teammates with Nazir Little. He wanted to play at North Carolina. So the vendetta was out. And uh, Matt Coleman dribbled that ball out. And as soon as he took the shot, I didn't look, Mark. I looked at the sideline. I looked at North Carolina's bench. I looked at Coach Roy Williams. I was from me to this lamp in my room from him. And I saw deflation. And I saw <laughs> That's all you uh, needed to know. pain. Yeah. And, uh, and I looked at the clock one-tenth of a second. And then Matt you heard Coleman. one We heard one lone voice in the arena go, yes! <laughs> yeah. it yes, it was shocking smart. No, yeah. <laughs> It was me on the other end. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what was Texas up at halftime? They're up 12, was it? Or they were up 12. They were yeah, up, up, up 12. 12. Yeah, yeah. Texas, Texas to me was the better team the yes, entire game. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like Texas, like there were even times when North Carolina was coming back that, uh, and, and maybe the Texas players felt this way too, because they didn't seem to have a, a huge sense of urgency as Carolina, Carolina was chipping away at the lead. But, uh, you know, if you pause the game and ask me at certain moments as the Carolina comeback was happening, what's the score? I, I thought Texas was up 10 like the entire time. It just felt like they were in control. It felt like they, uh, whether they were scoring more or not, like their players, the demeanor of the players said, we have this, we got this, we're good. And Carolina was more like figuring it out, if that makes sense. And then you look up and there was a moment, Carolina took the lead for, for a half second. I was like, whoa, this is, this is crazy because – Texas is, it feels like Texas is better. Is Carolina really going to pull this off? And it's gone. <laughs> and uh, it, was, felt. it was very bizarre to be in the arena. Uh, we, we talked about this a little bit, but not on the, not on this show. We haven't talked about it uh, to be in the arena when the shot goes down and there is no reaction. You said Carolina's bench, obviously hung their heads. Texas guys run on the floor. Uh, Matt Coleman gets tackled. Uh, by his teammates but for the most part there it, it, it was a very muted reaction and that was uh you know i'm not pointing out anything that no one else yeah you know, I, I it came through on tv like i watched back the broadcast of the shot and it was weird on tv even so it wasn't like i'm it's not like i'm reporting something from inside the bubble that you couldn't tell on tv but uh I've, I've never seen anything like that because like it felt like you're at like a junior high game but even a junior high game would have had like more of a reaction it was just very bizarre to have the ball go in and you just hear basically like seven guys on the Texas bench go crazy and the rest of the arena is dead silent. That was, that was one of the more bizarre things I've ever experienced. And, and it was a game winner. And I, and I think I, yeah. to set the scene a little bit, I mean, this is how quiet the arena was. They were pumping in fake, you know, fake crowd noise behind. I us, hate but the it fake was, crowd noise. Yeah, so you, much. you hate oh. the fake crowd noise. It, it's the worst thing in the world to you. But at the same time, Walker Kessler, right? North Carolina, yeah. shoots 18 of 32 from the free throw line. He missed two free throws in the first half. And the second half, he goes to the free throw line and I am, probably you know let's say 20 yards from walker kessler at the free throw line and i think you know i'm in a north carolina game in the dean dome so i can i think i can yell something like come on walker pick this you know what i mean <laughs> you, know, as, you know as quick as that and i say that and it's so quiet that he makes eye contact with me sees me say that and then makes this free throws and looks at me yeah, he like makes the free throws and looks at he's the kid in the hawaiian shirt that's like losing his mind uh, and that's and how Ted Valentine comes over, points at you, tosses you. <laughs> I, and, and honestly, it, it was that close to happening. But like, that's how quiet it was, and that's how weird it was. And that's why, even being a North Carolina fan in the building, like I didn't even cheer like a normal fan because yeah. it was so 
it, it was when so you did it felt weird yeah when yeah, it did yeah, when course. it did you're like uh everyone yeah, looks it was like, like you're at the opera it was like tell it down uh, can we talk about the teams a little bit? Uh, because yeah, I, sure. I think we should do that. I think Texas definitely is the Maui bump recipient, mm-hmm. not only because they won, but I think uh, they were a team that maybe, you, you know, North Carolina was the blue blood. North Carolina is the higher ranked team coming into mm-hmm. not only that game, but the Maui Invitational in general. Yep. Carolina showed me a little bit. We'll talk, we'll talk about Carolina in a second. I want to talk about yeah, Texas, yeah. though, talk because Texas, Texas yeah. it's not just that they won. It's that it's how they won. It's that the game before, they, they absolutely destroyed Indiana. I mean, the defense they played on Indiana looked like – I used guys right out of the gate. It looked like they didn't want to be there. Texas swallowed them alive. And um, I guess when you reverse engineer the Maui Invitational, it makes a lot of sense that Texas won this thing, given that Texas yeah. was the team entering the tournament that had basically the exact same team plus a five-star recruit. Mm-hmm. And in this world of uncertainty and and how much practice time are guys getting and and all that kind of stuff, you know, it, it would make sense that a team that already kind of has experience playing together would start a season strongly so i guess like maybe we shouldn't be even a little bit surprised that texas ended up winning this thing but uh i gotta say i came away very very impressed and uh we what we we do memes on the show better than anyone or like we reduce like things that happen down to like oh my god shaka smart has hair and yes. that's it and that's kind of like what we'll end up doing as we progress through the season of it's course. just like yeah that's how we remember this yeah. it's ultimately like the difference between texas this year and past texas teams is shaka smart has hair and oh my god that's crazy but yeah, I, I was very impressed with with uh, the Texas backcourt in general. I think like obviously Matt Coleman hits the shot, but he was the player of the tournament up until that shot. In fact, I pointed out to you because you before the game started, we were sitting by each other as you said. You left at halftime and and got the good mojo back. But uh, when we were right before the game started, you turned to me and you said, "This is about to be Kerwin Roach 2.0." Like that because if, if for those who remember last time North Carolina played Texas, we were in the building for that as well in Las Vegas and Kerwin Roach, what do you have? Like 30 something? Yeah. 35, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just went absolutely nuts in Texas. episode. this was the Kobe, Kobe White. White had 33 yeah. in that game. Yeah, yeah. This was the Kobe White Carolina team. So it was a pretty good mm-hmm. Carolina team and Texas upset them. And you turned to me and you said, there's going to be, this is going to be the Kerwin Roach game. I just haven't figured out who it's going to be. And you said, mm-hmm. I think it might be Andrew Jones. And I, and then I noticed Matt Coleman was like talking to himself and, and, and I want to, I want to have a longer conversation about how insane Matt Coleman is, but, uh, he, he's like talking to himself. He's looking up at like the, the, the rafters of the arena and smiling. Like he looks like the LeBron me, the, the LeBron in the pool where he's got his hand, hand on his head. And he's like, I can't believe this is my life. Matt Coleman is like smiling, talking to himself like a maniac. And I turn to you and I say, if anyone's going to be Kerwin Roach, it's going to be Matt Coleman. Like this guy is locked in in a way that it's almost scary how <laughs> he's like talking to himself and psyching himself up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I deleted yeah, a tweet yeah. that said that Matt Coleman was going to basically deliver <laughs> yeah. the final punch to North Carolina. And the reason uh, I did is because I got a text from my aunt Pat who said that was a little sadistic. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. a little sadistic. Why are you trying to put that out in the world? And then Matt Coleman, you know, not some, you know, hour and a half later, of course, hits, you know, yeah. the shot to win the game. Race to 69. You hate to see that. But also on the flip side of that, like you said, that backcourt for Texas is yeah. a veteran backcourt. They obviously have all the confidence in the world. And then if you look at Indiana, North Carolina, there are young guys in that backcourt. I mean, and not even not even young guys. And they were licking and, their and, lips, man. Those Texas yeah, guards were like, oh, guides. Yeah, 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 yeah. They wanted to go after them. R.J. Davis and Caleb. Caleb Love is a top 10 pick as far as talent. But in this game, he was a liability because, you know, Matt Coleman and Ramey, they were all after him. Andrew Jones had a good game as well in the defensive end. And then, you know, R.J. Davis in the second half, you know, I think he stepped it up a little bit, had some good moments. And 
Obviously, he was guarding Matt Coleman on that final play. If I had to reverse engineer Captain Hindsight at the moment, I would have put Leaky Black, the best mm-hmm. defender on North Carolina, probably on Matt Coleman. But at the end of the day, I'm not the head coach. Coach Williams is. He wants them to learn a lesson. So North Carolina loses. Texas, I, I was thinking about this, Titus. I think, you know, in the Maui Invitational, we have, you know, five top ten picks. And if you look at Texas, they have two of them. And it's, you know, Kai Jones and Greg Brown. And I think Kai Jones yeah. did not get enough credit. Uh, you know, he did not make the, the Maui All-Tournament team. You know, we got that news. We got that scoop. He put that out to the world. He somehow did not make that. He had a big shot, you know, from the elbow late in that game kind of mm-hmm. to set the tone and say, hey, we're okay. Was that the we- one that Carolina took the lead and then Kai Jones came back? Exactly. Almost the, immediately and hit a jump shot from the elbow. Ex- and, yeah, in the elbow. Tight. And he, looked, he yeah. looked at the bench and he said, you know, chill. Like, we calm down. This, like, yeah. we're okay. Yeah. And uh, I think he deserves a lot of credit because he's a sophomore. He's not a freshman. I think he has a little bit of experience. He's obviously mentoring Greg Brown. I think Greg Brown has all the attributes. You and I were looking at him. We're like, there, there's a world in which Greg Brown goes into an NBA workout and he leaves and they say, how is this guy not the number Greg one? Greg Brown, uh, of all the people we saw at the tournament, he didn't play awesome the first two games. I don't think he was bad ever. I think, like, Texas fans, because I, I, I was kind of He's a plus see- on the floor. It might not yeah. be the stat sheet, but, like, when you have him on the floor, he he affects the game in a different way. He's so long. It's insane. Yeah, I, I was curious to see how Texas fans thought about his first couple games. So I was on Twitter and, like, reading message boards and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it felt like they were a little underwhelmed the first two games of yeah. the Mountain Invitational. But I don't think yeah. he played poorly. I, would, I don't think you, it would be fair to say that Greg Brown was, like, bad. It was just, you know, he's a five-star recruit. And as you said, he, there's a world in which he could be the number one pick if if things fall correctly. But Kai but, Jones will be a top 10 pick. And I think that's Kai Jones the thing is great. That we're, we're, we're somehow ignoring him, and he is so talented. Yeah. But what I, I wanted to say is Greg Brown, uh, he, first of all, he played really well against North Carolina. I I, I thought he had a, a pretty good game. He wanted to go to North Carolina, according to his father. <laughs> I, uh, I was telling you this before the game. That he, his father said that every they time, would beat North every Carolina time he made a by basket. a million points. Uh, Every time you made a basket, you turned to me and pointed this out. You're like, yeah. So anyway, the story was this. And I was like, Tate, you told me that three minutes ago. And you're like, I just wanted to Because I'm losing you. my mind. I'm yeah. like, how do we not get this kid? But of all the people we saw at the Mali Invitational, Greg Brown was the one guy who, like, when he comes out of the tunnel to warm up, mm-hmm. he just grabs your attention. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy, like, the physique, the, the stature. Zaire the Williams way, and Greg Brown are the two guys. Zaire Williams is up there, but Greg Brown yeah. was was more for me. Like, Greg Brown edged out Zaire Williams. The way, like, yeah. I, I, it's it's the joke we always make, like the airport test thing, mm-hmm. um, that, that when you just walk, if he just walks by, you know nothing about what makes a good basketball player. And you see Greg Brown walk by, you're like, that guy's good at that's basketball. That's him. Yeah. That's that guy's good. At, I don't know. I don't know much about basketball, but that guy has to be good at basketball. He just has to be. So yeah, Texas, Texas is a very good team. And I don't think uh uh I don't think they're going away anytime soon. And I think it's fascinating when you look at the bigger picture of the Big 12. Obviously, Baylor, and we'll talk about uh their game with Illinois a little later, but uh Baylor is obviously the class of the Big 12 this season right now. Kansas has fallen off in a lot of people's eyes. West Virginia is an interesting team, but I, I I mean, like from what we've seen so far, Texas is right there. And if I told you, Tate, that Texas is going to go on to win the Big 12, even win it outright, I don't think yeah. you'd be shocked, would you? No, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think Texas, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. I wish I had a button to push. They're a top 10 team. I think Texas has the recipe to make a real run. They have defense. And I think that's, you know, we joke about defense in college basketball. When you actually have a good defensive team like Texas that has accountability at the guard position, Matt Coleman and Andrew Ray, like I said, they're they're crazy. They're crazy in the best way. Like I I say that affectionately, they're out of their minds. Like they they are, they... 
They're crazy in the way you want your guards in college basketball to be crazy, where they're licking their lips when they see yeah, uh, a Rob Fantasy bring the ball. Up yeah, the floor in the Sweet 16, a, they're going to slap yeah. the floor. Uh, yeah. and, and, and they have the veteran guard play that you need in the tournament. And then, like you said, they have the five star talent that they can lean on down the stretch. And Shaka Smart has been to the Final Four, in case you haven't heard. <laughs> I know Shaka Smart with hair has not been to the Final Four, but yeah. he has experience. And, and one thing that, that I witnessed just seeing Shaka Smart roam around, hang out with his team, he seems very comfortable in his own skin. And I don't know yeah. how to say that without coming across like I'm, I'm the body language doctor or something like that but like he <laughs> he is you know a different version of himself I feel like when he first went to Texas there was obviously a lot of pressure people expect to win championships he's got a lot of money that he's getting paid they expect results and obviously he's had some great teams some great players but he hasn't had quote-unquote the results and the good thing yeah. about this team is that they have the mix of experience and talent. They play great defense. They seem like they're having fun. And he's got a great staff. I mean, the staff was great. We heard them scouting the Carolina game. And, you know, every Carolina kid that comes in, they're like, I know him. I know him. I know him. And you're like, yeah. wow, these guys are locked in. They obviously believe in the program they, that they have. And Greg Brown and Kai Jones, those young five stars, they want to win. Like, yeah, I followed Greg Brown on Twitter. I have since like July of this year. This guy tweets like, you know, inspirational coach quotes as if he's, you know, well, I mean, I, I Greg Brown's Michael a, Lombardi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a local kid. And I think I don't know how much yeah. that matters in his particular case, but I think uh, that that is why I get excited about local guys going to this is why when Zion Williamson committed to Duke, you and I were so dejected. You wanted to go to North Carolina, but you also you're on you're in the same boat as I was that you yeah. wanted to go to, go Clemson. to Clemson. Yeah, yeah. yeah like anytime a, a guy goes to like the local school, and it's kind of off the beaten path. And that's not to say that Texas is Tarleton State. But, um, you know, Texas is not Duke. It's not Kentucky. It's like Greg Brown could have gone to Kansas or one of the, you know, the, yeah. the, the usual suspects. Yeah. He's from Austin, Texas. He goes to Texas. Re the, the, the logic would tell you that there's got to be some sense of pride to him having the burn orange and the Texas across his chest. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I was really impressed by Texas. And, and like you said, Shaka Smart, there is something to the hair. Like all jokes aside, there's something to like seeing Shaka Smart with the hair, with the, he's not he's wearing comfortable. the suit. He's yeah. very, very comfortable. He's enjoying it. And uh, I think there's something to that. I really do. I feel like there's like, all jokes aside, I really feel like Shaka Smart with hair is like a completely different person. He's got like a new outlook on life and it's working yeah. for him. We'll check back in in March, by the way. We'll yeah, check yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah. No, we have, to, we have tons of time, but I will say like one thing that I really took note of is uh, I would say probably in 2013, 2014, if Texas did what they did, Shaka Smart would have kissed the ring, right? He would have, yeah. he would have come over to Roy Williams. He would have shook his hand and been like, coach, I'm sorry I had to end like that, but, you know, yeah. I, I appreciate you guys, whatever, whatever. And after the game, Roy Williams, he was waiting around doing the Dean Smith move where he waits for Matt Coleman. And I expected Shaka to kind of run over there and, you know, again, kiss the ring a little bit. And all Roy did was talk to Matt Coleman. Shaka was across, you know, he was with his team, and he kind of yeah. gave the, like, good to see you, coach. Like, have a good night. And I And to me <laughs> – I took that as a good thing. I was like, wow, that, that, that says to me that Shaka feels like he belongs. I think Shaka yeah. is ready for the spotlight. I think he's been thrown and thrust in the spotlight maybe before he was supposed to be. And uh, I don't know. I'm well, all we'll back see, in though. on the Shaka. But we'll see. We'll I'm see. in. It's I'm a in. Long, it's a long season. But, yeah, Texas looks uh, Texas looks the part, not just because they, they won the Maui Invitational. It's not just like – I don't necessarily Where think Where is Texas just, ranked uh, at, yeah. with the Maui bump? Do you think they get into, like, top seven, top well, eight? Well, like this is this is going to be interesting because they have Villanova on Sunday. Mm, at right. home and uh that game will be played before the new poll comes out so i think that's gonna have a lot to say about it and and i'm worried that, that that's a bummer because if that's they a lose letdown game yeah well if they lose then they're not gonna be ranked as high then it's gonna look like the maui bump doesn't have as much power mm -hmm. but then the opposite could be true they beat villanova they're gonna be like seventh or something I was going to say they were 17 to start yeah. the week. So if they beat, 
obviously, you know, North Carolina and they go in this run. They, they barely beat Davidson. We should point that out. I know that is funny. They, Bill Walton said the lead was insurmountable when Davidson was 11 8. Insurmountable. That's where we were. So, like, they went from an insurmountable lead against Davidson to the fact that they won the whole thing. That That is yeah. like a full 180 on what you would expect. And if they can beat Villanova, like you said, I think that they have a case to be maybe even a top five team. I mean, those are quality wins. I mean, people have fawned yeah. over Villanova. People were, you know, pretty excited about North Carolina after yeah. they beat Stanford. Um, and I also well, think Texas I mean, is definitely listen, the more like, seasoned team. What, Gonzaga or Baylor is going to lose on Saturday. We don't know what's going yeah. to happen in that game. Maybe maybe one of them wins by twenty, so maybe one of them fall. I, yeah, you, you don't you don't really know. There's so much uncertainty. I mean, like Iowa and Wisconsin are still up there, but uh, have have either one of them done anything that like grabs your attention? No, but Lucas Garza time, has, but I'm not sure yeah. about Iowa. You but know, do they deserve to fall? Cases. Yeah. They don't probably deserve to fall either. So yeah, I don't I don't know what's going to happen with the poll. But Texas, you know, I I don't I don't think we're high on them just because they won the Maui Invitational and we're doing Maui bump shtick. Uh, I I think they just passed the part. They they passed the the eye test. They passed whatever test you want. Like they have they have the pieces. And yeah, it's going to be interesting because they, they do play defense. They have the talent. And uh, Shaka, the, the, it's going to come down to that. Shaka Smart is Shaka Smart really a renewed, relaxed man? We will we will see. I will say about. this is the first time I've watched a Texas team where I said to myself, that's a final four team. You know what I mean? And yeah. that is, I think that says a lot. I mean, I, I watched Rick Barnes teams forever. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Durant obviously played with Rick Barnes and he lost what the about, second round. What so. about the 03 Texas team that literally made the final four? Did you look at yeah. them and say that's a final four Ford. team? TJ <laughs> Ford, yeah. I did. I love TJ Ford. But people were upset he won National Player of the Year. You know, whatever. Get over he, it. Because he, he, he averaged Get like, over it. He averaged like Get 12 over points it. a game and won National Player hey. of the Year. Hey, he's a leader. Uh, he was a leader. Uh, you know let's talk about let's talk about North Carolina a little bit. Um, yeah. So m- my thoughts are I was not high on North. I like I, let's be honest. like obviously North Carolina is going to be much better than they were last year, and I think yes. that's uh, w- we start there. So uh, I don't I don't when I say I'm not high on them, I don't mean I was expecting another repeat of last year. But the first two games I saw, the Tar Heels were effective, but not necessarily entertaining if that makes any sense it was just like very methodical give the ball to garrison brooks give the ball to to uh dayron sharp like whoever's down there give it a, a baycott's Garrett. like the rebounding they're the garrison brooks stiff post moves are working but there's not are like they? the yeah I, I don't know but there's no there was no pizzazz there was no um mm-hmm. and, and i think you'll agree with me but i, I want to hear you i want to hear your thoughts uh I, I think what's missing from this Carolina team, and there's a lot of time, and they're very young at the in the backcourt, especially, uh, is Caleb Love basically has to be like the guy. Like he has to be the he has to be the 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 spark, the excitement, the Kobe White type, the yeah, exactly. The guy, the elite talent, because the system Carolina the Carolina system is back. I'll say that much. Like the the system of running the break, dominating the boards, having like a deep bench. Cycling guys through playing defense. Leaky Bat Black is like basically Theo Pinson role. Leaky Back, uh, yeah. That's Leaky right. Back, yeah. Leaky Black is like this the Theo Pinson role. But the best Carolina teams have, yeah, like like Caleb Love can't just be an okay point guard. He's got to be Caleb Love, like we thought he would be. Wait, is that a fair assessment? I would say so. I, I would say this in a world in a weird alternate reality. I wish that there was, you know, a way in which Cole Anthony could be the point guard on this team. And I think if yeah. he was the point guard on this team, then we would have a North Carolina team that could win a national championship. And I, yeah. that's not to say anything bad about Caleb Love, because I think Caleb Love probably has more NBA potential than Cole Anthony. And that's a statement because Cole obviously was the 15th pick. But 
Caleb Love right now is a little lost at sea, and that's what happens with North Carolina point guards. R.J. Davis is the backup point guard, but also the starting shooting guard because of Anthony Harris, you know, being out right now. So once North Carolina gets Anthony Harris back and has R.J. coming off the bench to give some kind of spot duty for Caleb Love when he's struggling early in mm -hmm. games, Caleb's going to grow into it. I think by February, you're going to they're going to be they're going to have one of those games against Georgia Tech or Florida State or someone like that, Clemson. And Caleb Love has 25, 30 points, and we look up and say, man, this North Carolina team is scary. And they yeah. can rotate four seven-footers in, and that they are, you know, hard to match up with. And they also get 40 offensive rebounds a game yeah, or yeah, something crazy exactly. like that. And, and that is the North Carolina recipe. So there is reason to have faith. And, in fact, they shot 18-32 for the free throw line. They, were, they only hit one three in this yeah. game against North Carolina. In fact, they had a chance for Caleb Love to hit a big three to take a three-point leap late in that game, and he airballed it, shot it straight yeah. out of bounds. You have to make me. shots. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I think, you know, that's when I look at the North Carolina team. They have to grow into it a little bit. But there is reason for optimism. I love the freshmen. You know, as I said at the start of the year, I think they are the, the caliber of North Carolina guards. And, you know, the, the funny thing to me is, you know, all these years they've had the Duke – you know, freshman and the Kentucky freshman. This is the first year I've ever thought that North Carolina has the most talent in a freshman class, especially compared mm -hmm. to Duke. Like I look at Duke and I'm like, the cupboard is empty. And I look at North mm -hmm. Carolina and I'm saying, I wish that we could get rid of some of the other clutter in the cupboard so that the young guys can get in play. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then that's where we are. And I think that's a good place to be. I'm not saying North Carolina's going to win the national championship. That's why I'm almost happy they didn't win. No. Yeah. And that I think would have been on them a little bit that they were going to have to overperform. Yeah. They are a sweet 16 elite eight ceiling type of team but they're a fun team and i think after yeah, yeah. last year nobody had fun with north carolina i think that's fair i think sweet 16 elite eight stealing's fair um i think yeah. they could they could pull an upset and get to this final four like that wouldn't yeah, that wouldn't stop exactly. but they're like I don't tj think they're ford national. that's yeah, what happened with tj ford yeah. uh i don't think they're a national championship team but unless caleb love just goes by and he doesn't even need to be he doesn't need to be kobe white it could be mm -hmm. like if he played like he did against college of charleston they have a chance yeah. to be really good yeah. Get Joel Berry, like just yeah. a guy who, uh, yeah, when, when North Carolina is only hitting one three and you're not hit, like the, the whole game has basically just become the big guys are just playing volleyball in the glass. And that's basically what it is. You still need like one guy who's like, I'm going to take over on the perimeter. And uh, yeah, he, it's got to be him, right? Like RJ Davis, I like him a lot, but it's got to be Caleb Love. And I think that's that, that's what I came away from Maui thinking is like North Carolina is only going to go as far as Caleb Love takes him. Mm -hmm. And I will say the yeah. final thing is that Leaky Black has a case. Like Marcus Garrett was kind of the de facto defensive player of the year that people would pencil in. I think Leaky Black has a real chance. I don't think that he is going to really care about the stats on the offensive end, but he could have average about two steals a game, have about yeah. two blocks per game. He he's a guy that really does a good job, you know, jumping passing lanes. He has a <laughs> he has great peripheral vision. That's what I picked up at the Maui Invitational. So North Carolina has a guy like that they can rely on and lean on. Garrison Brooks is obviously there. He was first team, you know, Maui Invitational. So there's hope for North Carolina. Roy Williams is very nice to us. The North Carolina staff mm -hmm. was very nice to us. And when that happens, you know how it is. It's well, they were nice to you, and then they. Uh, well, I guess I guess <laughs> well, some of the staff they were was nice. nice to me. They were, Kendall Marshall was nice. Kendall to you. Marshall was nice. Yeah, yeah. He asked you yeah. what Club Trillion was, but I was like, getting can you explain this. I was getting called out by the North Carolina staff because uh day one of the maui of, of maui, uh, here at Asheville, i keep saying at maui we were at the maui invitation but we we're in Asheville. uh i was leaning into the shtick into the bit i was wearing my hawaiian shirt my lay i was wearing shorts i was wearing flip-flops and i'm going we're over the it. gym yeah it's pretty chilly here but i was like you know what i'm bringing the aloha vibes nonetheless and then the North Carolina staff called me out and they're like, I bet by Tuesday, because Tuesday it like fell to like 25 degrees was like yeah, the high here. Yeah. It was snowing. Then, it was snowing. It was literally snowing. And they said, uh, I bet I bet you're not gonna be wearing the flip flops on the walk over from the hotel to the to the arena. And I was like, Yeah, I will. 
And then Tuesday rolled around. I was like, no, I won't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, and then they called me out. They're like, you're soft. You're soft. I was like, shut up. You were like, go shut Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hook a bitch. <laughs> yeah. What else we got to hit on the Maui Invitational other than Texas, Carolina, other than the title game? Um, I, I think the big story that we have to tell uh, to the people is, you know, one that deals with a character that you and I love and adore so much. And I think uh, it also deals with a character that the NBA is going to love and adore in the future. And that's Zaire Williams. Um, I think he has a chance to be the number one pick. He's obviously Stanford star. He's a mm. five-star freshman. But this really has nothing to do with Zaire Williams because it could have been any five-star because it had to do with a man who's been in the business from 40, for 40 years. He is from a small town in West Virginia. We heard him tell that to about four people to endear himself. He is a man that goes by the name of TV Teddy Valentine. And boy, did he put on a show for you and I. I mean, it was basically we got a personal performance from David Blaine. It, it was, was unbelievable. Teddy. It, it, I, was, I, it was a show. It was an actual show. I almost came away from this being a, a Ted Valentine fan. When you say you put on he a show for you and I. He almost got the Maui buff. There was a chance. Yeah. When you say he put on a show for you and I, we mean that literally because yes. if you know anything about Ted Valentine, he wants a crowd. He wants an he audience. Wants, he wants yes. to be on TV. Yes. He wants the crowd to boo him. And if they don't boo him, just like interact with him, banter. He wants a dead ball. He wants to turn yeah. to like some booster, start talking shit with him, whatever. Like that's what Ted Valentine does this job for. That's why that's what gets him out of bed. There were there were no fans in, the, in attendance. There was nobody. And uh, the only people that were really there that were sitting kind of like by where we were was for, for the one game for the Stanford, this was the Stanford Carolina game. Yep, um, yep. Right. Yeah. He's sitting, we were sitting kind of on the sideline and they had these tables set up for the, the scouts, the, the coaches for the, the, the rest of the teams in the tournament um, to scout the players. So and we were so at the we, Providence table. Yeah. Yeah. We were sitting at like one of the teams, I think it was Providence. Yeah. That, that like wasn't going to use the table for the rest of the day or whatever it was. Like we knew that we, we were good to sit. So Tate and I snuck there and we sat down. And uh, there was basically no one else around us. And so what ended up happening... Other than is, Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart yeah, Shaka, was sitting, Shaka was sitting yeah. kind of next to us. So Teddy was 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 yucking it up with Shaka. He was trying bit. to get Shaka's attention. And then yeah. we we gave him an audience. And then he was like... That's what happened. Mind. Yeah. Because he, he was turning to the Texas coaches trying to trying to ham it up. Get with them. them involved. And they were like, we know you, Teddy. We're not yeah. making eye contact. And, we're not laughing. We're not doing anything. And they were trying to scout, too. So they're yeah. like kind of locked in. And and so he, so like, he tries that a few times. Not really working. So then he starts... Every time he'd make a call, he would turn to Tate and I'd be like, I don't know what they're complaining. Or like, talk, like a, he'd make a call and like, like Bryce Wills would, would, would complain or something. He's, and he turned to Tate and I'd be like, I don't know what he's complaining about, man. He clearly fouled him, right? And Tate yeah. and I are just laughing. We just nod. We just nod. And we have like, what? So we're laughing and smiling. You yeah. really can't see how much we're laughing, but we're kind of like, this is yeah. unreal. And, and, and then the real moment happened was, you know, Zaire Williams, which you, you, you have to let people know how that broke down because it, it all started with this simple moment. So Teddy's, Teddy's like, we're, we're, you know, going back and forth. He, he, he identifies quickly that we're his audience. And, and we find this hysterical yes, yes. because we're like, we're not your audience, Ted. We're laughing at you. We're definitely laughing at you. We're not yes. laughing with you. Ted, we're literally uh, tweeting about how horrible you are right now. <laughs> yeah. And you have no idea. <laughs> and then there's, there's a dead ball. Zaire Williams has his jersey untucked. And uh, Ted Valentine comes over and he goes like, he, I forget what he said, but he's, he's using like all his colors. He was like, life. he was like, what's going on, young bug? What's going on, young, young bug? <laughs> Mr. Williams. Mr. Hey, Williams. Man. Yeah, Mr. Williams. Yeah. Come here, young buck. And he calls him over. And then Zaire Williams like, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Because Zaire Williams, he's a great kid. Nice kid. Yeah, like great we, kid. we talked to him a little bit. Like yeah. he's got a great head on his shoulders. He wants to please yep. people. So he's like, yep. yeah, yes, yeah, sir. What can I do for you? And he's like, He's like, man, I don't want to have to ask you again. Can we tuck that shirt in? And Zaire's like, yeah, I tuck got in you, your man. tuxedo. Sorry. That's what he yeah, said. Tuck in your tuxedo. 
ridiculous. Yeah, so so Zaire tucks in the tuxedo as as Teddy asked him to do, and then Ted starts asking him about his knee brace, and and they're just going back and forth. Yeah. And, and, and he tells just about like a, a biking incident. He yeah. was like, I was biking to class, I hit a pothole. That's how this, it happened. This yeah. all happens in like twenty seconds. All and, very and nice. Yeah. There's 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 just banter going back and forth, like two old pals just. Yeah. What's up with that? Got a rhythm to the conversation. It's yeah. like a back and forth. Yeah, it's a bop. And uh, Tate and I look at each other and we say, that was pretty cool because Iyer Williams is obviously going to be a star and Ted yeah. Valentine in his mind already is. So we're like, wow, two Titans coming together and we got to witness this and, and they're, they're talking right next to us. But I can't help but think that Ted Valentine is doing a little good cop, bad cop routine yes. where he is yes. both the good cop yes. and the bad cop. And I literally turned to you and I said, it would not surprise me if Ted Valentine gives Zaire Williams a technical at some yeah. point later this yes. game. Just yes. No, you looked at me and you said, he's <laughs> definitely going to get teed up. And I was like, yeah, that's the, that's the Teddy TV, spe- like TV Teddy special. I mean, this is going to be bad. And then not some, what, six minutes later, gameplay wise. Well, no, it was, I think it was a little later. Cause that was in the first half. And then, and then the dunk happened in the second oh, that's half. Right. Where, that's where right. Zaire. Cause they were going on a run. That's right. Yeah, they were going to get about eight points. I think if he, if he gets that dunk. And and Williams gets a steal, uh, dunks, does does a slight chin up, but at the same time he's got the bum leg, and uh, so he's he's worried he about someone reason. running him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he he gets immediately. Teddy he, Teddy like does the the <laughs> t, but like the way he did the t too was like so. Ted Valentine, I don't know. It, yeah, it's just, yeah. it, it was it was so. It stupid. was a show. It was an act. Yeah. And uh, Zaire Williams falls down, like gets off the rim at the text called. Is, is is losing his mind he's Just like my le- he yeah. starts pointing at his leg immediately he's like it, mm-hmm. I, I, we talked about this ted like i don't understand what's going on the bike incident we just he looked like he he was so betrayed he looked so yes. betrayed yes. And, and tv teddy i've never seen such a smirk like he he literally yeah. was enjoying every second of it. he's like keep whining young blood yeah keep yeah. crying keep crying <laughs> <laughs> it was to watch an artist like Ted Valentine at the peak of his powers. Yeah. It was special to be sitting courtside and watch him. Like I said, it was, it really was like a good cop, bad cop routine where he is both the good cop and the bad cop. And he yeah. pulls you in and he's like, we're best <laughs> friends. Got you, bitch. Technical foul. <laughs> and two possessions later, North Carolina comes down. They drive. I think it was Leakey drove on Zaire Williams. He gets a foul called. Zaire is obviously, he's already still upset from the last, you know, technical moment. And he throws up his hands. He's yelling. He's like, what? What? And then TV Teddy, I swear to God, he didn't even literally look at the call that it was a foul. He turns around at us, walks towards us, and goes, y'all got any napkins or tissues or he'll stop crying? <laughs> and this guy, not 20 minutes you know, ago, was literally just being the best friend of this kid. And now he's yeah. looking at us. He's laughing at him. He's saying, go get him some napkins and tissue. Uh, and it so was, good, and it was such a quality moment. And then we interviewed Zaire Williams after the fact, and we sat down yeah. with him and we we're like, had you ever heard of TV Teddy? And he was like, no, but I know yeah. him now. And the, you know Stanford, what I mean? like, <laughs> the Stanford SID is off to the side. And as soon as we mentioned like, Ted Valentine, he's like, no, no, do not say and Zaire's like, yeah, get uh, excited, get ready. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't know if we should, uh, yeah. It was, it was honestly, it was a saga to say the least. It was, it was absolutely hilarious. But uh, yeah, then the next it. day, so the next day for the title game, we're, we're kind of, we're milling about the arena and I look up at the, the officials. You can like look at where the officials come out. Yeah. Of their little locker room area where we were sitting. I don't know how to really explain it. It doesn't matter. Point is like, you could see where the officials like kind of come out of their locker room in the arena. And as the, as the game, we're about 10, 15, whatever it is, minutes away from tipping off the championship. The officials come out, and we didn't know Ted Valentine was calling the championship game. No. And he comes out, and I swear to God, it looked like Darth Vader. Like it, like the way he walks out, 
And then he has that <laughs> neck gaiter and he pulled it up over his face to like cover neck. his mouth. And it's a big Nike check. I swear to God, it looked like Darth Vader just like having his helmet like dropped on top of him. And he's like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there's, <laughs> there's nothing more of a nightmare for North Carolina fans than having Bill Walton on the call and having Teddy Valentine also officiate. <laughs> also the game. on the call, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and Teddy Valentine is obviously sponsored by Nike. I don't know what Sonny Vaccaro did to make it happen, but he literally has Nike checks all over his body. He wears like, more he Nike is, checks than LeBron. Then Duke. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he literally is the most Nike athlete that you've ever seen and he is he is a show in and of himself and it's oh uh, man it makes us happy because we yeah. need college basketball characters to kind of stay consistent that's why zyre williams uh, will forever remember tv teddy like for the rest of his yeah, life for the rest so of his like life, yeah. i played college basketball for however many games i needed it because I, TV teddy. I i needed the ted valentine moment in the bubble because i, I needed to feel alive again uh, yes yeah, i needed to like like it wasn't enough <laughs> to just be watching basketball in front of me i needed like the the characters of college basketball to start you know evoking some emotion and, 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 and stirring something up inside of me and yeah. being there to witness Teddy Valentine just with mm. the, I don't know, working as magic was, was very <laughs> special. Uh, anything else? What else do we got to hit on with the bubble? I can, can I talk about Indiana slightly just a little yeah, bit? Please, like, please, please. I, Trace I was Jackson high, Davis. Yeah. I was high on this Indiana team after they wiped the floor with Providence. And I, I was tweeting things about how I was excited and I love the team. And I was, we still like dad. Indiana a lot. We yeah. may not love Indiana, but we like Indiana. And I was telling my dad, like, you should like this team. It's okay to like this team. And then they turn around and put up a, a historical stinker against Texas. It was so bad. They were so bad shooting against Texas that the stats I saw just said this is one of the this is the worst shooting night in Indiana basketball in at least 10 years. And then they didn't even like bother going back further than that. Like they were looking it up and they're like, this is the this is the most depressing stat we've ever researched. Like, let's just give up after 10 years. Mm -hmm. like, this is, but I think everyone kept saying the worst in at least 10 years. We don't know after that. But, yeah, so so they get smoked by Texas. And and I think, like, my my gut reaction was like, crap, maybe I was wrong. And I, I enjoyed that they bounced back uh, against Stanford. They, they played pretty well. Trace Jackson Davis looks good. I do think there's an obvious ceiling. Texas, the, the, the Texas guard swallowed Indiana alive. I think uh, really exposed, like, the, the, the problem with Indiana is going to be the guard play throughout the year. But yeah. uh, I, I came away high on Indiana and the Mount Invitation. And that's not to say I think they're going to win the Big Ten or even come close. The Big Ten is so damn good. But I, I just wanted to, to take a few moments and say, if you're an Indiana basketball fan and you look up and Indiana is like, I, I don't know, what, what would they be? Say they're 18 and seven or something. And you just go, oh, here we go again. Another ho-hum year for the who like yep. don't be that guy like yeah. this is a different this is very clearly a different team they play hard they like playing with each other um they have some talent problem they have some pieces like maybe you get on archie and you say to yourself how can how can you recruit the state of indiana get every like great player in the state of indiana and yet somehow none of them can shoot that makes no sense this has never happened ever uh why is it that every indiana guard catches the ball they do not look at the rim transplants uh, yeah they it's, all it's very bizarre how like they, they throw in anthony leal indiana mr basketball he's a freshman and i get that like it's it's a first first big moments in college basketball he gets wide. he catches the ball he's wide open he's indiana mr basketball and he does not even look at the rim and i say to myself how can this be how can after a long line of indiana mr basketballs being wet as hell with the jump shot yeah. How is this happening? Yeah. So maybe get frustrated about that. But for the most part, I like this Indiana team. So I just wanted to say that to you. Yeah. I, I just want to say Trace Jackson Davis also. I mean, we were talking about it. You said he looks like Jared Jeffries. And there, there's a chance. A bit, there's, yeah. a wor there's a world in which that Trace Jackson Davis could be the Jared Jeffries archetype for an Indiana run. You know, not maybe to the Final Four, but to a Sweet 16, where you can see that they can pound the ball inside to him. He's obviously a supreme talent. And then if you just kind of look across the board of the Maui Invitational at the talent that was there, I mean, Greg Brown's going to be a top 10 pick kai mm -hmm. jones would be a top 10 
Jackson pick. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis should be a first round pick. I mean, Dayron Sharp, Walker Kessler are going to be first round picks. Caleb Loves, Zaire Williams is going to be a top five pick. Caleb Loves is going to be, you know, a first round top 10 pick potentially. I mean, there was a lot of talent here. And even mm-hmm. a guy like Oscar De Silva for, you know, Stanford, that guy's going to play in the NBA. He's going to get a look. Sam Meninga Davidson is going Sam to be. Sam Meninga. Might, yeah, might go chance. number one. Yeah, if, uh, <laughs> I mean, if Dave Odom has anything to say about it, he might go number one. That's for sure. And uh, I don't know. It was a beautiful, beautiful event. Obviously, we were in a bubble. We were happy to have college basketball back. And, you know, we don't want to, you know, harp on the, the just the Mount Invitational. Obviously, other basketball was going on. But just being inside the experience, seeing these teams, I feel like mm-hmm. I have a real knowledge of those teams. And you and yeah. I, I talk about this all the time. I mean, being in Los Angeles. We don't necessarily have boots on the ground. We don't get to see these teams up close and personal. We watch it on TV. Sometimes we, we don't feel as tethered and connected, but this week, I feel like I learned a lot about all eight teams. I mean, even yeah. UNLV, I know about. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I know and who I they know, are as a I team. know I don't have to watch another second of UNLV <laughs> basketball this year. Yeah, that's so great. Like, it's good to know. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Same kind of with it. Providence, by the way. Like, I, sure I think Providence I is going to figure it out, but they don't look check good. Check back they in on Providence. Right now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Davidson, I have hope in though. Davidson if I told is a you, super team. If I told you tomorrow that uh, Villanova was playing Providence, give me a one to ten on like how must watch that is for you. Villanova wins by eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't even know. I I, I think that's a I'll turn it on if I have nothing else going on. If there's no other good games on type situation. I just, yeah. After watching Pro- like before the Maui invitation, I'd been like, oh, that's must watch. I got to see that. That, that's gonna be a good game but, now, but like, uh, honestly Providence, shout out to know. david duke's pr team or whatever it is because yeah. regardless david duke always makes first team whatever tournament he's in i mean yeah, I, I, did, way, yeah. I, I did not think david duke was a first team all maui player <laughs> i mean we watched all the games but somehow he made the team shout so is what it is so uh, never thought program, i'd say on the program yeah i was gonna say duke. i was gonna say shout out david duke's pr team like please do not throw that into yeah, yeah. please 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 take that out We'll bleep that. Maui Invitational Tate, last four title games. We had Notre Dame over Wichita State in a one-point game. Great we game. had I'm trying to I'm trying to pull this from memory. We had then the, then after the year after that was the Gonzaga Duke game where RJ Barrett like basically took every shot down the stretch and missed, and then Gonzaga pulled the upset that maybe wasn't actually technically an upset, but maybe it was. Uh but yeah, at the time, everyone thought Duke was going to go undefeated and win the national title. Very <laughs> everyone easily. meeting us. We were basically, we went to the Champions <laughs> Classic and we were like, Duke's undefeated. I don't Duke's know what's going to happen. Yeah. Then last year, obviously, was the Kansas State game that went to overtime. And we had Great probably game. the best team in the country versus probably was the, definitely the. the that was the, the national year. championship game. Uh, we said it ad nauseum. Yeah. That's the case. Might have been, yeah, it might have honestly been the two best teams and went to overtime. Great game. One of arguably the game of the year in college basketball was, mm-hmm. was the Maui title game. And then this year we get a last second shot for the win. And I just wanted to point out that Maui is the greatest, no matter where you play it. You played in Maui, you played in Nashville, you could play it on Mars State. It doesn't matter. The Maui title game is going to, to deliver is what I'm learning. And, yeah. and I just wanted to point that out because uh, in this era of all these other tournaments popping up, I just wanted to everyone to take a second, look around, and you see that the battle for Atlantis became the zombie battle for the bad boy zombie Atlantis, Sioux Falls, Classic. We love the Pentagon. We love Bad the Pentagon. Boy, mowers. But, yeah, but that, that like, that's what not was that? Yeah. Get that out yeah. of my face. Mm-hmm. Maui was the only tournament that the, the entire field stayed in the stayed in. Every game was played. Uh, 
and and it's not a coincidence there's a reason why and it's because it's the best and i think that's my final thought on the Maui invitational so yeah it, it's a great event it's so great for us to be tied to it i'm so happy that they love us and they want us to be part of the brand of the Maui invitational i never thought that that would be the case you and i grew up watching the tournament you and i talked about how much it meant to us you know we remember some of the greatest moments that happened in maui history and the fact that now you know we could talk about the fact that you know the rose bowl was played during world war ii in north carolina mm. the maui invitational was played in 2020 because of a global pandemic with snow with snow <laughs> We were there for that, and uh, I don't know. I, I I always was jealous of Michael Wilbon being a part of history, but I'm happy that you You're and I are Shaman finally a part. Yeah, yeah. this, part this is your Shamanad game. Was yeah, finally. finally. <laughs> yeah, and I'll only, take it on the chin. This is a great question. Who were, were there more people in attendance for the Ralph Sampson Shamanad game or the <laughs> Matt Coleman shot? <laughs> to be great question. Yeah, it's Not probably the same. I, I think oh, I had I had one more thought about my uh, Bill Walton complainer. Shut up. All of it. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, Complain. I get it. I get it. As a Carolina fan that grew up, I understand it. I know that he doesn't talk about the game. I understand that he distracts from the game. But at the same time, he's a national treasure. He's the last of a dying breed. And he is someone that we should respect every single time he wants to give his time to us. Enjoy the man. Enjoy Bill. Not not only that, but especially Mm. at the Mount Invitational Tate. Like, come on. I I will listen. Tournament. I will listen to your complaints if it's a good Arizona team versus a good Oregon team. And it's late February and the Pac-12 titles on the line. And Bill Walton is talking about the Grateful Dead for half the broadcast. And you're like, man, I wish I wish he would lock in on like the, the stakes. But the Maui Invitational, are you are you are you insane? Like it's good vibes. It's Aloha vibes. And what guy fits the bill more than more than Bill Walton? So I just wanted to point that out, like complain about Bill Walton throughout the regular season. I disagree with you, but I will defend to your death the right to say it throughout the regular season. I will not defend to the death. You're right to say it about Maui. No. Stop. Get out. Go. Yeah. Go. Get out of here. I'm not Big way Billy for life. It's three life, games. Son. He called, or maybe it's more than three games, but if you're like a North Carolina game uh, fan, it was three games. Okay. You never, you don't have to listen to Bill Walton for four more years. He's not going to call another North Carolina game for four years. Get over yourself. It's fine. Like, <laughs> I, get over I, yourself. Like, I, I, like I did what, do, what do you want? Dan thing. Dockage to call the game? Like, that's going to be better. Like, <laughs> get out of here. I did the same thing. I went on Eastern North Carolina radio because I was back in my home state. And I'm like, I need to talk to the people. And uh, the same question was asked to me about Bill Walton. They were like, Bill Walton's been terrible. What do you do about Bill Walton? How do you handle him? And, and I had to basically try to defend Bill Walton. And I think I lost a lot of fans that day, Mark Titus. The Eastern, the Eastern <laughs> part of North Carolina, were... <laughs> they do not like Bill Walton. They are, they are done with him. I lost like 12 I said, Twitter followers. Is, I was, yeah, I was they're like upset. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on, guys? Uh, Bill Walton, we love you. And uh, we'll always defend and, you to the death. And, and we also miss come you. Come, yeah, on the pod. come on the pod. Yeah, please. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, hit the rest of uh, the, the, the non-Maui stuff, basically, that happened in the college basketball world uh, right after this. All right. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The gyms may not be full, but there's definitely no shortage of madness this college basketball season. For us fans, the college basketball powers that be have gifted us with a top-tier matchup between two powerhouses. This weekend, Gonzaga and Baylor will be going toe-to-toe for what could be the nation's top ranking. Mark Titus will be at that game. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win this Clash of the Titans. Plus, you'll get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when you sign up using promo using promo code TATE. 
DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easier for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Tate when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right, bet $1 to win $100. Use promo code Tate during sign-up to take advantage of these great offers for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Also want to talk about Whoop. As you guys know, Whoop is the world's most powerful fitness wearable that provides personalized insights into how much sleep you're getting, how recovered you are, how much stress you're putting on your body, all sorts of other stuff from both your workouts and the normal stressors of life. What do we mean by that? That sounds fancy. What does that look like in reality and practical terms, Tate? It looks like this. Uh, since we've been here in Asheville, I have not worked out one second. I haven't done a, a single thing that you would constitute a workout. However, I have been busy and I have been on my feet a lot. I've been walking around the arena and 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 my heart rate has gotten up from watching basketball. And long story short, Whoop still tracks that for me. It's not just like. I only turn it on when I'm going on a run or whatever. So at the end of the night, I've been checking my stats and whoops like, Hey, don't be so down on yourself, Mark, that you haven't worked out in a week. You're, uh, you're, you're pushing yourself more than you realize. And that's, that's good to know. Thank you. Whoop. Uh, and right now whoop is offering 25% off their annual deal. It is the best deal of the year. And it ends tonight. Go to whoop.com. W H O O P.com to check it out. Sleep better, recover faster and train smarter this season and beyond with whoop. And we're also brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent a home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. It's so easy. You guessed it. Tate Frazier can do it. All right, say so what do you want to start with? Uh, with the non-Maui stuff, the Champions Classic, the Jimmy V Classic, both were highly touted. Both were talked about. Uh, one delivered, one was not good whatsoever. But I'm going to be negative like because I'm going to be negative today because uh, I, I enjoy this. This is a good year for me as far as the things that I believe in, and I've never believed in anything called the Champions Classic that does not feature the champions. And the <laughs> Champions Classic this year is not only not even close we talked about maui being the same the same dna the champions classic is a hodgepodge of nothing i don't even know what it is but all i know is that it led to a historical moment tom Izzo, mr mm -hmm. march mm -hmm. going in against the cameron cardboard seeing the cameron cardboard saying <laughs> you don't have the advantage you don't have the heat in this building you don't have the crazy people yelling on your behalf uh -huh. tom Izzo and the michigan state spartans upset at Duke. Duke looks like they're lost at sea. I don't know what's yeah. going on with the Blue yeah. Devils. Jalen Johnson, on the other hand, is a talent. I think he is, you know, one of the top 10 freshmen in the country, to say the least. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a great player. So I'm excited about him for the Duke Blue Devils. But the Champions Classic in general, I just want to say it's a big no for me. If I'm Chuck Norris right now, I am thumbs downing, <laughs> thumbs downing the whole entire event. Uh, get it out of my face. Uh, but congratulations to Michigan State. Steven Izzo, 
Uh, our boss, Mike Buck, when I was texting him about this, we should have put him in the game. Steven Izzo should have mm, been in that game. That would have been. Or yeah. That was the ultimate Tom Izzo move. I don't know why I did it, didn't do yeah. it, but, you know, he's trying to respect Throwing your son game. in at Cameron Indoor to just really twist the knife. would have That's been, it. That's the move. Yeah. Been Especially so the fact that, like, Coach K has owned you over the years. I mean, that was the move. But I, I, I agree and disagree with your assessment of okay. the Champions Classic as a whole. This First of all, this year's Champions Classic sucked. It's, it's, yeah, that, it was, it was that's bad. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it was very bad uh but i but you feel that way about the champions classic every year it's frustrating to you that and, and i will back mm. you up on this except for 2018 that was that was one year where i was like okay i can see it i can see this. the, the cha- it's it. called the champions classic and only two of these programs have won a national title in the last 10 years mm-hmm. and they've each only won one where's and villanova i'm not even villanova, about north carolina where's yeah. villanova you know what i mean they, they should won. rotate the teams that are in this that's all i'm saying where's uconn uconn's won two where's national UConn? titles in the last uconn the, you take all four of the teams in the champions classic the last 10 years they won as many titles as uconn has mm-hmm. and as as villanova has yep. the real champions classic tate is when villanova plays virginia coming up am i right am i right folks Mm. So in that regard, I think it's just a name problem. I think it's just a branding <laughs> problem. Calling it if they called it like the uh, the I don't know blue blood showcase yeah. or something, I'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That'd be that's great. great. Yeah, that's a great yeah. name. Yeah. Or you know, like mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I'm into this. Let's watch. But at the same time, it is appointment viewing. On I, I watch it every single year, and like I because the, it you know the, the the talent that is in it is always awesome. So like I'm going to watch. But man, like I don't know how much we can keep like buying into this myth that that the champions classic is great basketball it is it has delivered there have been great games before mm-hmm. but uh god it was bad like especially that kentucky kansas game i know yeah, it was kentucky, close kansas. i was gonna but, say oh I, i'm god. not trying to be a hater about you know obviously like, of course you're talking about the duke game but like that other game was something that is you know obviously i think both those teams are gonna get better i mean marcus garrett was sick in the game if you put was, virginia you know, jerseys uh, on kentucky there's there is a move to Get them out of Division One. <laughs> like America's like enough. We've seen yeah. enough. Yeah. Get this lack of offense out of my face. Coach Cal called them his one. kids. He said, "I did. I have not taught these kids how to win." Yeah, uh, I'm still trying. I, to I think it this. Out. So I think this is my gripe with the the Shamus Classic is Duke and Kentucky. K, K is trying now. Like it seems like K is kind of not a full fledged pivot away from the one and done. Obviously, but uh, it's interesting. We we talked about it a little bit with the K at the crossroads. Like what what's net? The the problem yeah, with the Shamus Classic the is we have we have seen. Kentucky, it, it's it's just it's just it's stale at this point. It's all like the same thing over and over and over. And unless it's like a transcendent Kentucky team, like that has Anthony Davis or that has Carl Anthony Towns, for the most part, you get it. Even when Kentucky wins, it's like a disjointed kind of team. And then we come away from it, and 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 I'm scrolling through Matt Jones's mentions, trying to figure out how Kentucky fans felt about tonight, and like. Uh, we got the pieces, but I don't know if they mess right. Nah, but but Cal will figure it out. He always does. And it's like, does he? Does he always yeah. figure it out? Because that's yeah. not true. He doesn't always figure it out. But sometimes he does. And do we know? Is he going to figure? And I, I just like I I'm, I want off that ride, Tate. I just want off that ride. It's sort of the same thing with Duke. We did. It, it, I don't know. Get it. it I, like I, play the Champions Classic <laughs> later in the season. I think maybe maybe that's the solution. Play it like right before the New Year. Play it at late December, and I'll feel differently about it. But like starting the year every year, and and having moral victories and the team that loses is like, we're, it's okay. We lost tonight, but like we got peace. We showed some stuff and maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's enough. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Than that. No, I, I just want to say like, it has been a decade. I mean, of coach Calipari and coach K being one and done, right? We've had a decade. We had John Wall and Kyrie Irving. That was the first class mm-hmm. guys. 
that came in Boogie Cousins, obviously. And, and you know, it's funny. It's kind of ironic to think about the fact that John Wall and Boogie Cousins are now on the same team in the NBA. The thing that we've been, you know, all the basketball nerds used to tweet back in 2012, like this should happen. Boogie wants to play with John Wall. They'd be so great together. Now it kind of happens and nobody cares. Nobody bats an eye about it because we are, like you said, the, uh, the, the intrigue, the O and ah is kind of worn off because yeah. we've seen, we've seen the same show so many times yeah. that, yeah. you know, they play, it's like the Simpsons now. Like I, I love the Simpsons, right? I watch it and it kind of keeps me mm-hmm. at home, but they play the hits, you know what I mean? And family guys, mm-hmm. the same thing. Like, you know, the beats that are coming, it, it's familiar. You like it, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily always enjoy it or it doesn't have the same feel like it did the first time you saw it. Like, right. When I, when I think about John Wall and Boogie Cousins playing at Cornell on the road, and John Wall looking into the crowd like, who are these nerds? And Boogie Cousins yeah. being like, who are these nerds? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, that is that is the type of, like, yeah. one-and-done shine that you enjoyed early on. We all enjoyed it. It was yeah. great. But like, like you said, like, we, we, played the, we played the hits too many times. And I think Cal has the, the pivot. Coach K obviously does. Coach K has pivoted before. He can always pivot back. I think we're seeing that with Matthew Hurd and Joey Bakers of the world. They're kind of like – they're going to be good when they're seniors, you know, yeah, coach K is yeah, building yeah. like a back stable of guys. Um, and he's still doing the one and done thing, but I do find it fascinating that I, it feels like the, the media Fran Fashillas of the world have turned on the coach K coach Cal mm. one and done wizardry job. You know what I mean? Well, Cause and, it doesn't, I mean, it deliberately, like, we, we've talked about it. And I was, you know, it's, it's a brand yeah. play and it's not a, it's not a championship play, you know, like, like Duke, Duke has not won the ACC in, in 10 years. That's insane. The they Duke would Blue say Devils they won the ACC title. Yeah, I know. But they've not won a regular season ACC title. <laughs> I like in the way you said that. That is, that that is <laughs> absolutely insane, is it not? All the talent that's been through yeah. there. Of course, of course. But they don't care because they. You go to Duke and you see the the. Win Cook was have. the most important player on the 2015 national championship team. Yeah, you, know you go I mean? to Duke, and, you see the no board that they that. have that 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 says we have the most Twitter followers and the most Instagram <laughs> impressions, and they're like, we're killing it. We're we are the brand in college basketball, yes. and it's like, yes. you guys are just playing a different game than everyone. And I just kind of went off the ride. Like, I don't, I'm not anti one and done. I'm, an, I, I just need like, just call me when you have a true generational talent. Not every guy, not every five star that goes to Duke or Kentucky. BJ Boston, I like what I've seen so far. Like in some ways, I don't think he's a generational talent. You know, like I don't. Yeah. So, so call me when you get one. Call me when I mean, when Anthony yeah. Davis or Carl Towns comes back, and then I'll I'll be locked in and and I'll be excited yeah. to watch the Champions Classic early on. But I was gonna say like the generational talents have wisened up a little bit, at least in my opinion. And you have you know a Greg Brown goes to Texas. I know he's a home kid, hometown kid. And then you have a Cade Cunningham. He goes to Oklahoma State. You have an Evan Mobley. He goes to USC. So yeah, those those are the the transcendent talents that are in this. Because Zaire Williams goes to Stanford. The transcendent talents did not pick the blue bloods, and right. that's a real story that's right why, like those yeah. those are the ones that were supposed to go to the school zyra williams i had in the back of my mind i thought that he was definitely gonna go to north carolina and then sources told <laughs> me i was going to north carolina <laughs> hey i mean that's look i th- these are the inside carolina message boards every kid wants to go to north carolina if he doesn't he's like i regret this for the rest of my life yeah yeah and yeah. uh and like kevin durant still dreams about kevin, north yeah, carolina, yeah, a fever dream according to north carolina kobe right? was definitely going to carolina today no question kobe, about it. kobe was, changed his answer whoever he was at yeah the, the, that's why i love kobe i was like what a like what a genius marketing play if he was with duke and coach k and team usa he was like there has never a, been a duke player there has never been a duke basketball player in the history of basketball more than kobe bryant and he yeah, pretended oh, like he was course. going to north carolina that dude yeah. was a 10 billion percent duke are you, oh, are he, you crazy he's he was so perfectly duke and that's why it was so great because he was basically the jordan of duke you know if mm-hmm. you were gonna like if you were gonna build a jordan of duke that would have been kobe that would have been it and, yeah uh, yeah and, that, and that's why it was so fascinating uh because people wanted grant hill to be that i mean you know obviously we've yeah. heard a million people be that guy but it was definitely kobe so 
Uh, all right. So enough of the Champions Classic. Let's talk yeah. about the JV Classic, which was more interesting. Uh, Gonzaga gets the the win over West Virginia, um, but that to me wasn't even kind of the story whatsoever. Even though West Virginia played pretty well, and, and I, I like West Virginia's team, and um, we could talk about that. But uh, Jalen Suggs, the the yeah. roller coaster here, because I, I I I don't know where I fall on this. Whether I, I still I still haven't really like fully processed it. That the guy looks like he blew out his Achilles. Like that yeah. that was the initial reaction from everybody. And I don't know if it's just like recency bias of Achilles injuries are on our mind because Clay Thompson just tore his Achilles and Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant is coming off yeah. Achilles injury and basketball fans are more aware of mm-hmm. this being a problem Boogie. with guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, which is weird. Cause like, I don't remember, maybe I just have a bad memory, but I don't remember like 10 years ago, guys getting a lot of Achilles. It definitely seemed, it was kind of like the I ACL. Know. I mean, honestly, like, but it, but it's also, I, you know, I don't know what the term is called off the top of my head right now, but it's, you know, like when you see, when you buy a Sequoia or, or a car and then you start seeing that car everywhere, you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah, like, yeah, once yeah. you know about something, you, yeah. you see it when Confirmation you see it. Confirmation bias, I think exactly. might be the term. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Suggs looks, it looks bad. He he puts no weight on it. He's holding, he's holding the wrong area. Like in terms of Achilles, like he's definitely holding the part of, if you tear your Achilles, it's probably yeah. where you're going to hold. He went exactly where you don't want yep. someone to go. Yeah. yeah. And we're all freaking out and, and we're freaking out. We're because, watching this live together, by the way. Yeah, yes. We're, we're, we are and both freaking out. We're freaking out because Jalen Suggs is the most talented player on this team, whether he's the best or not. We've, we've, again, we've talked about that with this Gonzaga team. That's what makes them special, but mm-hmm. he's the most, he's the best NBA prospect. That, yep. that Gonzaga has he is he is an unbelievable point guard freshman for them like he Gonzaga has a chance to be very very special uh and without him they still could win a national title they're still very very good I don't think they're spent like he he takes them to that next level of like this could be an all-time special team potentially we'll see it's mm-hmm. very early mm-hmm. so that was the fear and then you get shots of him he, he can't put weight on his foot and then slowly they're showing him in the back of of the arena and he's like slowly walking on it, but like yeah. not really. And mm-hmm. and and we were watching this. We should say we we were we were tied up with our Maui invitation obligation, so we could not hear what Holly uh, Rowe was reporting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we didn't really know what the reports were. We were just seeing the shots. Yeah. And every time they would cut to him, he's like putting a little more weight on it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, and I, I feel myself like slowly. Oh my god, he might be okay. This might work out. Like oh, I hope he gets an MRI today or tomorrow. It comes out that he, uh, you know, like pulled something. Yeah, or super light tear, super sprain, or something. He's gonna be out for a month and a half, but he'll be back. Like what? But in my mind, I'm like, best case scenario, he's out like a month and a half. Like I don't know why I said it on a month and a half, but I was like, he's gonna be out a while, but that's okay. Hopefully, it might be okay. This dude came back, Tate. He played, came back in the game, and I still don't really know how to process it. Uh, One, I think he's tough as hell. Like I, I, I think like. Because you pointed this out to me, it looked like he checked himself in. It looked like he. No, just I said, mean he not not only did it, did it look like it, he did. I I he was sitting on the bench. It looked like he gave himself a bit of a, a pep talk, or you know, kind of one of those things where if you're kind of in the moment, in the zone, whatever you want to call it, you kind of like get yourself locked in. And then he kind of like slapped his knee, and then he stood straight up, and then he went and slapped the the table to check himself in. And Mark Few kind of had the look of. I guess he's coming back yeah, in the game. And yeah. then he took it, you know, they had the five chairs of the starters. He took a seat with the starters right. and then he was in the rest of the game, which you and I were both looking at each other. We're like, wait a second. Is so this, sucks. is this what we wanted? Yeah. And he's limping and he's hobbling around. Yeah. A little bit. yeah. And then it slowly starts to kind of get better, but he's yeah. kind of hobbling. And it, it, it was a very bizarre thing where uh, you're simultaneously excited to see that he can play. And also like, Mark, what are we doing? It's early December. Yeah. This 
non-conference doesn't matter. You're you could lose this game by given the context without Jalen Suggs. If if Gonzaga ends up losing that game by 15 to West Virginia, they could yeah. still very easily the, re- get a the one resume seed. is explainable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They they and and they they take care of business the rest of the way. They are definitely getting a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Like there's th- this was a meaningless game all told. The the one thing the one silver lining about it that might give you uh some some uh uh something to be excited about with this. I said, I suppose is that maybe Mark few is seeing the bigger picture and he's like, we have a chance to go undefeated. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's got undefeated on his mind. Maybe that's he's, he's like, yeah, let's roll with it, man. Like we, we are in his mind. He's like, we've already won the national championship. Although that's kind of dangerous. I don't love that thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I don't either. love I, it. Like, I, yeah. I, I, John Calipari I th- <laughs> fell victim to that where he was like, we've already won the title. We've already gone undefeated. Now let's get everybody drafted. And it was like, John, you've done neither of the first two things. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like it was more of a uh, – it was one of those moves where they were losing, like you said. So I think Suggs is a freshman. I think he probably – kind of what we saw with Zaire Williams, where when things aren't going their way, you know, that they, they obviously are going to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he is scratching and clawing to get back in that game because he wants to make a difference. They were losing by, like, four points at that point, which, like you said, who cares? It, it's a meaningless game. We have to wait for the long hole to get to March. But in his mind, he's a freshman. He doesn't want to ever lose a game. He also doesn't right. want to not be on the floor. And and he makes this decision to do that. I mean, Mark Few, I would have liked for Mark Few to at least when he checked himself in to, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe the camera didn't show up, but I would like for him to at least go up to him and be like, you sure? Like, you know are what I mean? Sure? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, are you sure yeah. you're okay? Like, I just want to make yeah. sure because, like, I got your back. Don't worry about this. Yeah. I think you know that would be the only. Well, thing the that report, I would have the report for. I saw said that Mark Few said, "If you're limping, I'm going to take you back out." And I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> well, he was, he was definitely, definitely hobbling. I'm definitely, not sure if he was limping, but he was yeah. hobbling for sure. Uh, I had uh, I, I I had a few people like slide into the DMs because apparently Suggs is from Minnesota and played football, and uh, like I knew that he played football, but I didn't. I didn't know I, he was yeah. from Minnesota. But uh, I had a few people that like uh, were from Minnesota and said they like watched him play football, and and it was wild having people basically just sending me stories just like this kid is one of the toughest kids i've ever seen there was this he never took his shoe off and and semi state uh, at at you know here's the scenario and and he did this and he got tackled hard got up and tied his shoe a little tighter and went out and threw a touchdown or i don't know but uh I, I think he is a tough kid, but I, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was really weird. It was an emotional roller coaster seeing him come back. Cause I was like, this is good, but also horrifying that and, you know, and, they might and, risk it all just to beat West Virginia in yeah. December. What? Yeah. It was a little strange, but also it was very old school where if we saw the same thing happen in 2002, say we would not maybe have yeah. the same reaction. We probably would have been like, man, Jalen Suggs, what a tough character, what a tough kid. Yeah. I mean, he never took his shoe off. I mean, that said to me that he was going to try to come back in, but I thought it was more of a, uh, a false bravado, you know, is yeah. probably the best way to phrase it. But the fact that he did it, are he, we he, saying he, what, where on the scale? So of Paul Pierce to Willis Reed, does this fall for you? <laughs> I mean, I think it's closer to Paul Pierce, or at least I'm hoping okay. it is. Uh, you know what I mean? Obviously he, he got injured in some capacity and I, you know, I hope that it doesn't come out that it's something serious, but it, the fact that he played, I mean, they were, it was late in the game and they were up. I mean, obviously West Virginia comes back and covers at the end. They made it more of a game, but it really wasn't. But, you know, he played late into that game. And I and if I'm, you know, Mark Few, I don't think I need him with the floor when we're up 12, yeah. you know, with and three minutes left. I think especially I think with, pull him out. Well, especially with Gonzaga has to coming up. They got Baylor um, on Saturday in Indy. Yeah. I'm actually going to that game. I'm going to swing by and say yeah. hi to Pam on my way back to L.A. Love uh, it. 
and and go check that out. But uh, yeah, they got that. I, I mean, they they got Iowa later in the month. Mm-hmm. The, the West Coast Conference, they they are clearly the t- the team to beat in the West Coast Conference. Yes. But uh, Pac-12 update: the West Coast Conference yeah, is killing it. It's not yeah. bad. I mean, I mean, uh, San Francisco wiped the floor after they they followed up their win against Virginia. I don't know if they played in between game. I'll be honest, hand up. I'm not closely following the San Francisco schedule here. But I saw that they they smoked Nevada in Reno. Yeah, Steve, um, Steve Alford. Yeah, Steve Alford was again coaching for an audience of one. It felt like. Um, the, so the West Coast Conference is going to be pretty decent, I think. And um, but I don't know. Maybe at this point, if you're Gonzaga, you're not trying to win another. Who cares? What, what do you What do you need another West Coast Conference title for? No, but, but it's the, good. One though, thing on I, their mind: it's yeah. winning a national title. And but with that, I, I don't know. I, I I just hope. I hope. I hope uh, the mindset is right within the Gonzaga program is what mm-hmm. I want to say, Tate. I hope that the bigger picture is in view. I hope there isn't. I hope they don't look, take their eye off the ball here. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think if anything, the, you know, maybe Mark Few has a phone call with, uh, I know he's close to Popovich and Roy Williams. Maybe he has a phone call with one of those guys to kind of say, because, you know, the year that they won in 2009, North Carolina, I mean, Ty Lawson had some injuries throughout the year. They rested him some games. He didn't play in the first game of the NCAA tournament. Like, you have to be smart if you're going to win the title, especially when you're like in Zaga and you're so deep that yeah. if you do have everybody healthy, you're kind of impossible to beat. And I'm going to knock on yeah. wood as I say that, but like if Gonzaga is hundred percent healthy, I really don't see a path for most teams to beat them unless, you know, a team like Texas or someone like that just has a good night and they're Says able the to length and, and just yeah, swallows yeah. them alive or something. To disrupt yeah. them yeah. and they have a low scoring game and they win like, yeah. they, you know, well, 69, I mean, 67, you know, they, that, 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 that might, you say that might age poorly very quickly. Just that Baylor, Baylor looked good, man. Against Illinois. Yeah, I, 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 mean, true. I, I didn't get a watch. Like I, I was tuning in and out cause we were, we were tied up with Maui stuff, but that defense is unbelievable. That yeah. defense is something that's going to be yeah. a hell of a game Saturday. I'm excited to, uh, to, I mean, the Big 12 is really fun this year because we don't have to – I mean, not to knock Kansas, but it, it's always been a Kansas story. It's been it's been a Kansas Bill Self story solo. Yeah. And now we have West Virginia. Now we have Baylor. Now we have Texas. Well, I, I think that's now we play. have – Kansas is pretty clearly not the best team in the Big 12 just in yeah. terms of talent and, and just basketball ability in general. And on top of it now, we don't have fans at these games mm-hmm. uh, where Allen Fieldhouse, as we know, yeah. is, a, is a massive home court advantage for Kansas throughout the year. So this is the first time where not only – like obviously Baylor was picked to win the big 12 but uh it's it's not even like a it, baylor and kansas are right there with each other like i don't as we're going into to conference play i like it wouldn't surprise me at all as we sit here right now if you told me that kansas ends up finishing like fifth in the big 12 and that's not because kansas I, I i am higher on kansas than a lot of people are i've seen a lot of people like down on on the jayhawks because yeah have i no, still love they have no yeah. they have no nba talent is kind of the, the sticking point it's like there's no there's no one there's a first round pick on this team probably and and you know certainly if you can pick between having a first round pick or not you want one but uh i don't think that's the death knell for kansas because you know that they're they, they have good players and yeah. they'll be all right but uh if they finish fifth i wouldn't be surprised and that's crazy it's been a long time since uh you could say that that's yeah, true. especially I mean, I mean, the sad news is it, it's fine if Kansas has that kind of year if they win the national championship last year, which I think that they were on the path to do that. You know, I think it's it, it's OK if they look around and say, hey, you know, we, we're going to have a down year. We're going to finish fourth, fifth in the Big 12 is what it is. But at least, hey, we were national champions last year. And that's uh, that's the unfortunate part yeah. of not having a tournament and obviously not have a champion from last year. But, you know, it is what it is. What else was I going to say? Uh, uh, ba- Baylor, Illinois. Again, I, I I didn't I didn't get to watch a ton of it. I, I Baylor was kind of taking care of business from what I saw mostly. Coffee Coburn had a tough game. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much the difference in the game. And and Baylor, like you said, I mean, they're 
they are solid. Like you're, I, you're, yeah, they're very yeah, good. You, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not necessarily all the way in like I am with Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is the clear favorite, but I mean Baylor has definitely all the tools. One point, I, I, I just tried to pivot to Baylor. Now I'm going back to Gonzaga, so um, I apologize, Baylor fans. But uh, the, the one other point I want to make about Gonzaga was because uh, this was kind of true against Kansas the first game against West Virginia. It's a close game, and they pull away late, and they have this ability, Gonzaga. Uh, to to they're just so steady. They're just so good, yeah. uh, and, and and they have so many weapons and can score. That I, I have been trained to watch college basketball and a team that's up five, say with like three minutes left. You're like, ooh, this is a close one. Anyone can take this. And when you're watching these Gonzaga games, at least early on, it, say they're up five with three minutes, you're thinking to yourself, they could just flip this switch and just like hit a couple threes, and they're it's it's going to be a 15 point game when you by the time it's over. You know, they they, they play like an NBA team in that regard, where it's like. They, they could pour on point. They, they're just consistently pouring on points mm-hmm. that a five point lead, or if it's close, if it's tied with 10 minutes left, yeah, they're not thinking like, Oh, we're in a close one here. They're thinking like, There's tons of time left. We're gonna, yeah, the, the, to, they yeah. wear you down with time. We're gonna wear, they, yeah, yeah, they're, they are you can't keep the up with team. us. We're, we keep scoring every time yeah. down the floor, and you can't keep that pace with us. Yeah. And we're going I, I'm score. telling you, they remind me of 2009 Carolina, like out the yeah. gate, you could just tell that they were the best team and that yeah. they had so much depth. And the, the only way that you could see them, you know, losing, like I said, it was like a weird fluke game kind of situation. They're obviously the yeah. most talented team, and few is kind of due at this point, so. I don't know. Uh, I'm all in on Gonzaga. Apologies to Baylor fans for not diving in more on on your winning against Illinois. I, I am waiting. For, I'm waiting yeah. for Saturday. Yeah, we're gonna save it for Saturday. Yeah, we we it's, we didn't do that on purpose. We really were like tied up with Maui stuff and didn't get a watch. And I I don't really want to like. I don't want to dive off. I don't want to fire off takes yeah. that I wasn't really watching that yeah, closely. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. I'll save Thanks. it for Saturday. With that in mind, let's let's wrap this up. One more quick break. Got to talk about Theragun here, Tate. The stress of daily life weighs on us all. Whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person. Uh, trying to get through the day. Muscle pain and muscle tension. It is a very, very real thing. That's why we use Theragun, the handheld progressive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. That sounds like a, the how you put a college basketball roster together. And now it is as quiet as an electric toothbrush. How about that? That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you will wonder if it's even on. It is. You know how you know it's on? Because put it up to your muscles and you'll feel that thing do its magic. Try Theragun for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starting at only $199. This sounds like a pretty good Christmas gift, Tate. Mm. Go to theragun.com slash Tate right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's ter- that's Theragun, I'm sorry, dot com slash Tate. Theragun.com slash Tate. And we have another legendary offer, and this is coming from our friends at Homage, and it's for Titus and Tate listeners. You right now listening to this from the makers of the most comfortable fan clothing around. We've got the jump. Homage crafts famously soft fan clothing that doesn't compromise on quality. And for a limited time, only Titus and Tate listeners can score 20% off their first order at homage.com. Collections that mark iconic moments and teams from the NFL, NBA, NCAA, and more, all printed on ultra soft hoodies, tees, and sweats. Simply use the offer code TNT. That's T-A-N-D-T to save 20% on legendary looks. That's homage.com, offer code TNT. And we teamed up with Homage to bring you some exclusive Titus and Tate fan gear tees. If you visit, if you visit homage.com slash Titus and Tate, you can get your hands on the exclusive Maui bump t-shirt. Mm. I wish it was just Shaka Smart's face with hair, mm. but uh, you know, it's a good shirt. You can enjoy that. Or the Friends of the Program t-shirt. That's mm-hmm. a classic. Or the Race to 69 t-shirt that mm-hmm. also happened with Texas this weekend. So they're limited releases. They're out right now. 
Tyson Tate, homage. We love it. Thank you uh, homage, so much. Homage. homage. I've known those guys for a hundred years. They are the best. They, uh, we, we go way back. So, you know, go, go, go support homage. They're the best. Mm, they're God the bless best. those guys. We love them. Thank you. What, what do we got? Shout outs, closeouts. Uh, shout outs. I think you're going to like this. Uh, Titus and I, we were obviously working the Maui Invitational. We were, you know, doing a shoot today. We were all over Asheville, explore Asheville. And we went to the Biltmore Estate. This is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the largest private residence in all of North America. It is a 250-room manor that is in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, <laughs> Mark Titus and I, we had a great time just walking around George Biltmore's house. It is as we George Vanderbilt. She- or George, George Vanderbilt, yeah. The, I keep going yeah. to George Biltmore because all I can think about it. George Vanderbilt's house. It's Mr. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah, the Commodore. If you work yeah, yeah, if you yeah, work yeah, at the yeah. Biltmore, you got to call him Mr. Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah, of I, course. The, These the people tour. love Mr. Vanderbilt. We got the full tour. We got the full exposure. And uh, I had been here since I was like eight years old, and uh, it was like a blast from the past. I'll be honest. I still do not like I I the mansion was cool. The property was cool. It's it's in the hills. It's 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 stunning when you look mm-hmm. at it. And when we're we went up to like the second floor and we walked out on the balcony, like the whole thing, I get it, like it's cool to look at. I still don't really get the story of like mm-hmm. why we care other than like it very much just felt to me it felt like I was the only one in there that was like so so a rich guy built a house. And then now everyone comes and like worships at the altar of how rich he was. That's kind of what we're doing yes. here. Is this it? Yes. Like, is there any history so here? Like, did how, like, gr- how great is this house? Did, was it like a, was it like an underground railroad house? Was it like, no, it, was, it was, was the there, fir- is there any sort of history whatsoever? No, and they're like, it was no, the not really. It was the first episode of MTV Cribs and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he brought the people there and he showed them what there. was up. But it, it was insane. Like as we walked around the house, we went to the library and you could honestly, I wish that there was someone there that was just throwing out fake facts at us because we yeah. believed anything. Anything yeah. that they said about George Vanderbilt, it just seemed like it. Like they, they show us a chess set. They're like, have you guys been watching the Queen's Gambit on Netflix? And, you know, you're like, I, yeah, I guess yeah. I, you know, I have been. I, I know what chess is. They're like, you see that chess set right there in the library? Well, that was sent, you know, to Mr. Vanderbilt by Napoleon. And you're like, you mean huh? Napoleon? <laughs> like the the one to take over the world? <laughs> Napoleon. Napoleon Dynamite or yeah, like yeah. Napoleon Bonaparte? Yes, yeah. that's that's his chess set right there. And like that's how this house was. It is. It was the funniest thing. And you and I, yeah. you know, we we obviously were hammering it up and anything and everything. You know, we went ziplining later. We're like, thank you, George Vanderbilt was the man that had been in ziplining. Uh, we well, that was what the tour was this. at the Biltmore. Was they they started every they loved him. Yeah, they started every sins with and of course Mr. Vanderbilt. They're like. <laughs> So here's the kitchen. Yeah. Now, of course, Mr. Vanderbilt was he was a big food eater. He liked yes, to uh yes. consume he was the food. first person to make a crab yep. cake. For uh a, a lot of a lot of people of the time uh found sustenance through other ways, but Mr. Vanderbilt, of course, uh was he liked to make meals and eat them. It, it, and you're like, and the what? Best, <laughs> dude, the funniest part is we asked, you know, because we're 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 being hardy boys, you know, we're bouncing around, we're asking questions and, and we're doing our best. And we asked for like why North Carolina, like why the you know, the western part of North Carolina, this huge estate. Yeah, you're rich and, as hell and yeah, in, yeah, why eighteen hundreds? Like why would you're you pick actual North Carolina? Yeah. Like you you run railroad stations, you're 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 living the life, right? You're living the glam life, and you expect something, you know, some sort of like reasoning that's like you said, you know, I, I was trying to do this or I was trying to bring industry down to you know a southern whatever it may be and they're i was just a like, carpetbagger well, i thought i could move yeah, there and yeah, just like yeah. squeeze every dime exactly. out of these stupid exactly. southerners or something exactly, <laughs> exactly. that's what the, that's what they usually do they come from detroit they go down here and they take over it's easy that's what charlotte is uh but anyways like they're they're you know they're, he's telling the story they're like well you know his wife was sick and they just needed fresh air it wasn't like a legit like straight up story 
And we, we feel like there's more of a mystery here. There's, We're gonna figure there's it out. definitely more of a mystery. That's what that that was my thing. Like I was I, I love the tour. I don't mean to like shit on the Biltmore because I know no, it, it means a lot to the, the people of Asheville. It's beautiful. It was very cool. It's worth like going and seeing just for the the size yeah. and the the intricacies and every everything about it was cool. But there felt like there's a missing piece of like there's got to be something that takes us to the next level of like a, a, a historical fact. Yeah. Something happened here. Yeah. Something. I, there, there's some sort of story and the fact that the lady me excuse me tour guard was he batman yeah, like, yeah. He, like where's Vanderbilt, the batmobile show me the actually, goddamn batmobile he, 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 he did meet bob kane and they actually created batman based on his life you're like <laughs> that would make sense to me that now yes. i get it then now it's like it. oh okay now i understand why people want to come see this yeah <laughs> the lady the lady speaking of the mysteries the lady that was giving us the tour said she worked there 12 years there are 250 yeah. rooms in the house which is a ton that's more yeah. than my apartment has but uh <laughs> at the same time it's like it's it's not seventeen thousand rooms it's 250. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so she'd worked there 12 years i figured at that point you've worked your way up you have enough clearance so i asked her have you been to all 250 rooms and i thought she'd be like yes and then my follow-up is going to be which one's your favorite whatever she immediately is like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm. I'm like, huh? You've worked there 12 years and they won't let you into every single room? Like, what, what is going on in some of these rooms? What do you have to do to get into every room? And I, uh, that again, part of the mystery that mm. there, there's something going on. There's something Mr. Fishy. Vanderbilt is there. Yeah. He's still in there somewhere. <laughs> we don't know where he is, but he's inside. And, yeah, you like uh, walk in and he's just like scribbling <laughs> notes at a desk and he turns over his shoulder. And <laughs> he's like, President oh, Nixon he in goes, Futurama. He's just like yeah, in a little yeah. glass tube. He's like, what's going on? You're like, Mr. <laughs> Vanderbilt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and of course mr vanderbilt was of course, able to mr. live forever <laughs> and of course mr vanderbilt who is in this room if you if you walk to my left and of course his head is right there and of course there he is and you're like uh-huh is that what yeah. uh man fun times great. uh yeah we also went zip lining uh and i don't yeah. I, I i was prepared to shoot the zip line more but um when we, i because when, when i was going through it i was like man i'm gonna roast these people when we do the podcast but enough time has passed and i've thought back on it and they were very passionate about zip lining and i don't think it's yeah. fair for me to be a jerk who comes into their uh their world and they're passionate and they're nice people and they were having a lot of fun and they wanted to show me how much fun zip lining is to them yeah, it wouldn't be fair for me to shit on this. So I'm not going to. I'm not no, going no, no. to. But it, I, it was if you. It was a you, scene, though. I will say that. If I want to give the people at home something to kind of base it on, if you've ever seen the South Park where they go, it was to exactly mining, that. It was, it was exactly. exactly that. It was it was Shaka Bras for days. I mean, if you weren't Shaka Brian, then then you then you honestly don't get it. They also told us that if you're a zipliner, it's a sport in North Carolina, so these are athletes. Mm. Um, and it was so funny. Like you were ziplining, and I was walking back up. And uh, and a guy standing there and he's like talking to this girl who looks like, you know, the most professional zipliner I've ever seen. She's got like full gear on. And he's like, yeah, I was watching my tape last night. My leg just keeps popping out. I'm just trying to tuck that leg in. I'm like, are these people ziplining, going home, watching the tape of themselves and then correcting their form? The answer, and is, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. So we can't shit on them because they obviously care so uh, much. And, uh, you know, they're legends. My final thoughts on Asheville. I have never in my life been to a city mm -hmm. where i have had more recommendations thrown at me yeah. than i have in the in the week that i've been here uh it is unbelievable people on the street uh we, we haven't really been on the street much because we've been in the bubble but like we do walk uh we, we walk from from here to the the arena and there are people that like will see you wearing things and you kind of talk to them and whatever else the, they'll recommend stuff like the hotel staff is, is i guess the, the, the best example of people on the street that's what i kind of i was trying to think of like like i've been bumping into local residents and i'm trying to remember because it's like 
who have I really seen? The hotel staff, for example, they're like, you have to try out X, Y, Z. You have to, while you're here, make sure you go to this donut shop and make sure you try out this. And I'm like, number one, we are busy. We are, we are covering the Maui Invitational, which is yeah. going every day and, and, and we're jam packed with our schedule. Number two, there's a pandemic going on. Like, there's not like we're, you know, like we, we did the, the only reason we went to the Biltmore, the only reason we did the zip line is we were doing this promotional thing for yeah, yeah. these people. And we were the only Borax, people there. They Borax shut Ashville, the yeah. whole thing down. They just gave us like, it was like one or two people at the companies that were giving us these tours or whatever. Yeah. So there was that. And then number three, it was cold as balls. And I was trying to tell people like, I'm not trying to go bar hopping when it's 25 degrees. Anyway, my point is, um, I, that came across as me saying I didn't like Asheville, but I, I want to come back, Tate. You got to bring yeah. me back because yeah, yeah. I have never in my life experienced this. People on Twitter, people on, on people are emailing me. They're like, dude, you're in Asheville. Oh my God, you have mm -hmm. to blank. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's unbelievable. There's, so I, 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 I feel bad that I didn't really get to experience it because uh, people love this city. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Caleb Presley, who also went to North Carolina. It's from Asheville, North Carolina. He uh, he was adamant that he wanted you and I to go to certain places that he sent us. I was adamant that it's a pandemic and we can't go to them right now. He was also adamant that he agrees with me in that sense. But future, <laughs> future wise, we will go to these places. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's the good news. But and like you said, Asheville is such a great place, man. I, it was it was one of those places when I was a kid. It was awesome to know that there was like a cultural hub in North Carolina where a lot of arts were going on and where a lot of like eccentric cool people were there where you and, wouldn't get uh, stoned for <laughs> dyeing your hair purple or something uh, yeah <laughs> exactly exactly it was just nice to know that there's variety <laughs> i like range uh and north carolina has it nashville's a beautiful place so yeah it's good to be here yeah so uh i apologize to the residents of Asheville <laughs> that i didn't get to uh that i don't give a, your city a glowing review but it's not because i i don't like it it was because yeah. like it just you didn't got, get to see it fully we could have been soon. in any other city in america honestly like we could have been literally <sighs> anywhere else and i probably would have had the same thoughts that like we didn't really get to see much but Biltmore was pretty cool of course Mr. Yeah. Vanderbilt uh his thoughts <laughs> <laughs> we uh, had some good basketball it? though yeah that was good I, I yeah. one one shout out Mr. November I wanted to shout out uh, Virginia Tech the Hokies mm -hmm. uh they they are on our bandwagon we never thought that we would call someone Mr. November which is you know we just want to reiterate not necessarily a compliment um, but Mike, it's Young, not an insult, it, though. Not an insult either. It's not an insult just a either. statement of fact. Like the guy yeah. wins in November. I mean, like, exactly. You know. So, Mister November, we want to shout out the Hokies for uh, supporting us and putting it up, and uh, and and being proud of Mike Young, aka Mister yeah. November. So, that's yeah, good. we we got yeah we got a shout out from the official uh, social yeah. media channels. Of oh, and they and they were that. very nice yeah. after the fact. They uh, were like, "Thank you for talking about Coach," and we're like, "We love Coach Young." While we're talking about basketball in the state of Virginia, my final shout out is for our colleague at Fox Sports, Charlotte mm -hmm. Wilder, who uh, mm -hmm. on the other podcast I do, it's called the People Sports Podcast. Charlotte and I do it once a week. Um, we were to this week's objective. I brought Charlotte was, on this podcast, and then immediately you guys had another. Yeah, podcast. and then I it made me then, so sad. Yeah, I, I uh, you're you're my podcast. You're wife welcome, Fox. You're my podcast wife, and Charlotte's my mistress. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You introduced me to her. That's the irony of it all. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Mr. Vanderbilt. This is uh, this is how he set things up. <laughs> classic uh, Vanderbilt move <laughs> so <laughs> so we uh this week the goal with Charlotte was we were trying to find she went to a yeah. tiny ass division three school in Maine Colby so she, Colby College the Mules shout out to Colby College uh and she does not have a college basketball team to cheer for in division one so we were trying to figure out which team she should cheer for and long story short we settled on Virginia, uh, yeah. but the way we got there was wild. We, we actually settled on Villanova, and as we were wrapping it up, we were at, like, like the moment we're at in this podcast right now, we were at that moment with Charlotte where it's like, we all right, anything else, Villanova. let's let's yeah. wrap it up, let's say goodbye. And then at the last second, at the death, 
Mm-hmm. It was flipped, and she picked Virginia, and because basically it's Charlottesville. But anyway, Probably I wanted to shout out a uh, brand new college basketball fan, Charlotte Wilder, who is <laughs> uh, a diehard Wahoo now. Um, so I'm kind of handing the baton to her. Like I've, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I think it's I've been thing. the Virginia guy for a long time, and it's like you know I God's plan took us to the 2019 title. Maybe Char- maybe Charlotte can take over from here. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a Virginia basketball fan uh, for the Ty Jerome experience, for the Kyle Guy experience, for the DeAndre Hunter experience. That was my era of Virginia mm-hmm. basketball. That was your era of Virginia basketball. We bought into that team. We loved everything that they represented. You and I, we're like the Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome of podcasting. We we yeah, we, uh, we want to play like the Celebrity that. All-Star game and be those guys, basically. Imitate those guys on a court. I almost got the man bun, by the way. My That's hair what is I mean. we're so, so long, dude. I can get the, so I get the freshman Kyle Guy man bun but we're almost there so we had to pass the baton like you said uva yeah. i i am going to hate uva this you're year. out on I, just, UVA I, just, I, yeah. I mean like, i can't believe I you didn't bring out known. we were talking about champions classic that uh joey hauser oh i love joey hauser. Double, double. i uh yeah. i forgot that i'm a joey hauser guy but honestly yeah. that duke game was so forgettable that it's hard to remember what happened uh but joey Howard hauser played great i am a joey hauser guy you are a sam hauser guy mm-hmm. uh we will be you know buying stock in the different they play each other right here. coming up yeah i think yeah, so they play yeah. each other. the hauser we'll bowl we'll, that'll be fun <laughs> that'll be fun one. uh all right that's the show thank you again to maui invitational thank you to the city of Asheville. uh yep. it's been a great time it's it, it's a very weird obviously time i don't mean to to beat that dead horse but uh you know it, it it's it's very hard to pull this off and i i was very impressed with both the the way they the stuff off the court in terms of the protocols and i felt very safe we got tested all the time we we yep. were technically fully in like a lockdown bubble like the nba was where if i step over this line you're gonna shoot me but uh mm-hmm. at the same time it definitely felt like a very sterile locked in environment where you yep. didn't let no a lot positive of tests while we were zero here, positive so. tests yeah. while we were here every team uh, every game got played got and the basketball was awesome and uh i i yeah so that was that was really cool and uh we're off tate college basketball's off the Maui invitation has been played and here we go it's it's all happening so uh yeah, that's it. We will be back next week. I again, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out Saturday the night Taylor game. I'm so excited for it. It's they, they are definitely the two best teams in college basketball right now. Texas might have something to say about that though. Mm. But Texas, mm. you can't, you can't have Sam Meninga have two shots to beat you and be. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. See you guys next week.